How do we approach and treat fighters in a way that really makes it a fighter first league? Fighter has to be pushed. He had to, you know, he had to put, he had to put fire behind him and fucking burn his ass for the best to come out of him. You can't be, you can't be fucking treat him like a baby. You can't pamper him. That was a good fight. Oh, I love him. No, nigga. You got to work. You got to pull your own weight. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Mike, we got a couple of great guests today, brother. This is a really interesting we show We got today. Yeah, I, Don I Davis and Ray Seffo of the Professional Fighters League. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thanks for being here, guys. You guys have a... This is pretty exciting what you guys have going on. So tell everybody what the PFL is and what you guys are getting ready to do. Yeah, sure. This is the second season of the Professional Fighters League. Uh, and we're on ESPN Thursday nights, prime time. The Professional Fighters League is think of March Madness meets MMA, but it's a real meritocracy. No promoter, no executive decide who's going to win or who's going to fight. This is all about the fighters, meritocracy, and transparency. So it's like any other sport. Football. No, no, or- explain that. What do you mean? So the fighters are going to say, do they do this? I want to fight that guy. Yeah, you know, so, guys make the fight. Yeah, so it, in in football or basketball right now, maybe we'd all wish LeBron was in the finals, but he lost. Okay, so in the PFL, seventy two fighters start the season. We have six weight classes: five men and one's women. There's twelve fighters in each weight class. They get to fight twice in the regular season. The top eight make the playoffs, hmm. and it's all so based. So is this upon more merit. like a tournament? Well, no. Think of it as a season. Ideology. Yeah, Let's think see. of it as a season, like other sports: regular season. Playoffs and championship. So if you do the best in the regular season. How many fights a season? Yeah, you get two fights in the regular season. Each fighter fights twice. You qualify for the playoffs. So the top eight in each weight class make the playoffs. So once again, like March Madness, the eight seed will fight the one seed. The seven seed will fight the two seed. How long do you wait in between fights to fight? So normally there's about 45 days in between fights. Yeah. Um, So you'll fight the regular season is May through August. You'll fight twice as a fighter. The playoffs are in October. What's interesting about the playoffs, Mike. Twice a month. No, you'll, you'll fight, you know, once in May and, and once in August if you're a fighter in the regular okay. season. Okay. But here's what you like. And, Mike, you never did this as a fighter, and you did almost everything as a fighter. The playoffs are you have to fight twice and win twice in the same night to make the championship. I've done that in tournaments as a kid. In some tournaments you have to fight in three amateur times. amateur boxing, that's you right. To, you have to fight three times a day, four wow. times a day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but in, in the in the commission rules, an MMA fight is five rounds of five minutes, so uh-huh. 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So obviously if we had the quarterfinals and the semifinals 45 days apart and then the championship 45 days apart, nobody could remember who's fighting or why. You'd yeah. give up on it as a fan. So what we did is the quarterfinals and semifinals are the same night in each weight class. So you'll fight two rounds of five minutes. The winner will go back, get retaped, rechecked by the commission, MRI or X-ray if you need it. You have to get re-cleared and come back out, mm-hmm. and then you'll fight your semifinal fight. So you have to fight twice, win twice, Listen, same night um, in October. Me and Evan fight, right? Evan wins, but Evan fucked up. Now right. he can't fight. So what happens then? You know, it happened once last year. Yeah, it, it did. And um, if Evan's uh, not clear to fight, then, Mike, you would take the, take his spot. 
I got concussed. I was fucked up. Yeah, I got concussed. Yeah, right. And then I got to go get fucked up again. That's not how it went. That's not for a million dollars, right? You might do No, that. but a million dollars is a totally different situation. I right. look at life totally different from a million right. dollars. But look, it only happened once last year. You know, we had a, we had a fighter, right. broke his hand, wasn't cleared, couldn't come back, and therefore, under the rules, you know, the, the person who he lost came in. Now, it's interesting. That's how UFC started. You know, like a tournament style, we fight three times a day, four times a day. Right, right. And the championships yeah. like a tournament base. You go to semis, um, you go to quarters, semis, and finals. Remember right, right. How they used to do that stuff. Yeah, back in the day where and yeah. there was no rules to that. Yeah, that yeah. was too long. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that is just too yeah. grueling, too yeah. long. But look, we started the professional fighters league for fans and for fighters. And uh-huh. It's pretty simple. There's 300 MMA. Million MMA fans. Oh, there's a lot the of there's a lot of money out there for everybody. Yeah, you know, look, there's all these fans, kind, yeah. and they only not have had one choice. You know, watch kind of the UFC or nothing else. And if you're a fighter, you've only had kind of one choice or two choices, maybe Bellator or UFC. So if you're a fan, this is an alternative for you to watch. If you're a fighter, this is an alternative place where you have more control and more upside monetarily. So you know, just like everything, we all don't wear the same shoes. We all don't have the same beer. We all don't have the same water. This is just another choice in the marketplace of, of MMA. Absolutely. How many fighters do you guys have? Ray, you want to talk about it? Yeah, so this year, uh, because there's 12 uh, fighters per division, Okay. and our, the weight class is from 145 to 265, which is featherweight. And then this year, we've added a, uh, a women's uh, lightweight division. And then the women's lightweight division, we only have eight fighters there. So this year, I think there's uh, a total of 68 fighters. Mm-hmm. Last year was a total of 72-plus alternates. So roughly about. Why don't you get um, Chris Cyborg? We had her there. She doesn't have a contract with anybody. She's at her. She's just lost a, a great fight, but she can come back. Everybody can come back. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. But I think Chris Cyborg. Uh, well, I don't think I know that she's on the contract to UFC. She still has a yeah. contract at, at UFC. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I, she has a fight. So what set. do you think they're shelving her? They're shelving her. They're not using her. Um, I I don't know what she. Well, I mean, you know, she had a, a tough loss in, in the last fight. So I I think. Um, but, you know, fighting is so um. Unpredictable, right? You you can knock me out, right? And then you get knocked out with him. He becomes the greatest, and then I come and I beat him. Yep. It's weird. I, it's so unpredictable. Yep. We've seen that happen a million times. <laughs> well, look, in MMA, there's even more ways to win or lose, right? Because it's yeah, six cause disciplines kick, in boxing. Some, yeah, right. Exactly. So a lot of people. And look, it, and back to Chris Cyborg. She's got one more fight, and then we saw yesterday in ESPN. She said she's going to talk to all organizations. You know, probably including the PFL. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to anybody who's a free agent exploring their options. That's awesome. You know, from fighting, what I experienced from fighting, and um, this is why um, the UFC is very successful. You know what I mean? You have to have the best fight the best. Right. You know what I mean? They have to be evenly matched for people to be, you know, anticipated, you know? Yeah. You know, sometimes you watch boxing, these guys are so mismatched. Or the best fighters won't fight the best fighters because of promotional grudges between other companies and stuff. Right. And so the greatest best fighters never get a chance to fight each other. Mm. You know? Yeah, but uh, look, there was something interesting that happened in PFL 3 last week. So we have Johnson, who was 10-0 fighter. Mm-hmm. He's our only undefeated fighter, Mike. And he was 4-0 in the UFC. He left the UFC because he wanted an opportunity to make money for his family. He was very vocal that, you know, he wasn't making enough money. Well, you know what happened in his first fight? What? He got his ass kicked in the PFL last week. Wow. So a lot of people said, hey, how good are the PFL fighters? Well, we just signed our only undefeated UFC fighter, 
And he got his ass kicked in his first outing. Yeah. So back to the depth of great fighters in the world. Remember, there's 1,500 pro MMA fighters in the world. Mm. And we've got fighters from 14 countries. So if people don't think that there aren't great fighters in the PFL, then they're out of their mind. You know, right. Come watch what happens so why can't, on this. Why on can't your guys do this? I don't know. Maybe because it's promotional. But listen, um, I'm not trying to be a braggart and stuff. <laughs> but um, this is what well, I put it in this perspective. This is what my trainer did. All right? He took me and he said, hey, I have the best fighter in the world. He's probably 15. Um, if you don't believe me, somebody beat him. Can you do that in um, you, um, Ultimate Fighting MMA? I got the best fighter. It's almost like putting him on the, um, the chopping block. Boom, he's in the ring. Somebody throw their hat in. Can anybody beat him? Yeah, so, so are you suggesting, way, yeah. as a brilliant marketer that you are, that, uh, that UFC and Bellator and PFL each put up some fighters and see yes. who's the best? Is that, yes. is that, yes. your, is that your brilliant marketing Absolutely. idea, which I endorse? We can, even, we, can even, we can even make it better. If you beat him, I give you a million bucks. I, I'll do that. The if PFL will my, put up the PFL. If you beat my that. fighter, I give you a million bucks. That's what my, my, my trainer will do. That. If you're in training and you become my trainer, we get the best fighters. The best. If you knock him out, I give you a hundred thousand. Yeah, he's only fifteen. If you knock him out, and yeah. these are men. Well, I'll tell you. If people didn't say you were only a fighter, we'll <laughs> now name you head of marketing for uh, MMA Global. Right for all three organizations. But that's putting your money, your, uh, your money where your mouth at, and we're gonna see. Are you the best fighter of your world? If I'm the best fighter in the world, I'm saying that's a million dollars, and he's fighting the way I fight. This is how I fight. And the way I fight, nobody on the planet could beat me. I'll take that million dollars. That'll be nothing. So I'll tell you what, just just because we're so excited to be on your yeah. show, here's what we'll sign up for, and then you just got to get Dana White at UFC and Scott Coker at Bellator to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Michael well, well, it, Yeah, once we get our champions from yeah. the 2019 season of the PFL, we'll, we'll put up our champions, and they can put up their champions and we'll put up a million dollars for each weight class let's go hey whoa let's go there we go guys and listen matter way hey and, and we'll even name Dana it White, you. the mike Scott the Cock- mike tyson Cocker. challenge hell yeah dude hey listen that'd be beautiful i like that as well but listen <laughs> let's let's um let's showcase your fight let's show us what the world has to worry about let's see it let's this is what the world has to worry about so in this while fans are watching they can actually go and score points Right or score the fighters, score the fight. There's two things very innovative um, about the PFL that we've done for fans. First of all, we've all gotten used to seeing data analytics, particularly if you're young, you know, under 30, you love yeah. to watch it on your mobile phone. So the PFL is the first to ever wire the cage. We call it the smart cage, and the data that comes from it we call cageonomics. So we put chips in the gloves. It's with the fighter's consent, and we also got the commission approval. So those chips relay real-time data that we put on the screen. So, so far what we put on the screen is punch impact. How hard did that punch land? So last week in PFL, there was a, a 30.8-mile-an-hour punch, pretty serious punch. Mm-hmm. Not your kind of punch, but you could, you could do way more than that, but pretty serious MMA punch mm-hmm. with those light gloves. We also display, obviously, strikes and takedowns. And then coming later this year, we have something called the burn which talks about calories and energy output because nobody would believe that an MMA fighter, if you do a five-round, 25-minute fight, more calories burn than an NBA athlete in a full 48-minute game. So the kind of things that we'll be showing in terms of analytics, super interesting. If you're not really an MMA fan but you're a stick-and-ball sport fan, gives you context. You know what the heck's going on in the fight. And then obviously later this year, as gambling is approved in more states – 
those become interesting prop bets that on your mobile phone you could say, hey, I'm going to bet on what's the hardest punch in this round. And, and you could do that for additional engagement as a fan. We should also in the future maybe one day put a brain or put a rib or put a heart or put a shoulder and show the impact of what the impact does when it hit the it's brain, great idea. the heart, the shoulder, the ribs. Great idea. You know? Has anyone collected that data? Well, well we collect Force that, of impact? Now, look, we collect that data, and as Ray knows, we also share it with the individual fighters if they ask to help them train. Um, it'll become yeah. more available to themselves. Now, it's only individually available to them themselves, and, 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 and we just use it, uh, obviously, for the fan experience. And the Here's your top experience. ten knockouts of the PFL oh. 2018. Oh, shit. Oh, Boom. shit. Oh, he looks like a street fighter, man. <laughs> this guy's a street fighter right here. He's a street fighter. He's a Ray, from Ray the Cooper hood. came out of nowhere. Ooh, I mean, he's from ooh. Hawaii, but he's a beast. Hey, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so Ray discovered uh, Ray Cooper, and he's back this year. He lost in the finals. Uh, it was a big upset in the finals, but he's a favorite this year, a particular fan favorite. You know, he's just <laughs> got a huge right hand. Yeah. Ray, are you in charge of... The fighters and picking them and being yes, the liaison between the league? Yes, that's correct. That's awesome. Yeah. And, Mike, you love stories. So this Ray Cooper you see on the screen, the Hawaiian? Yes. yes. So his dad, Ray Cooper Jr., lost to Jake Shields. Yes. And Got Ray, he was fighting? Yes. And Ray Cooper, the son, saw that when he was eight years old, Cade's side, and he came back to avenge his father's loss in that fight. Oh, so he'd be the old motherfucker then, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he'd be the young guy. He'd be the old-ass nigga, man. So, so Ray Cooper the third beat Jake Shields into yeah. retirement to ooh, avenge ooh, his dad. Ooh, ooh. This guy's cool. Oh, no, don't hurt him. Oh, fuck. This is the, uh, the Sweden um, Denzel Washington lookalike. Who, this guy? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So uh, Cy, so Cy is an assassin, Mike. That's also Todd Gurley, who's yeah. a big fan of PFL. He was at PFL one. That's his favorite Bradley, fighter. Bradley, really? Bradley, the man. Ooh. Well, I saw you guys have Boss Rutten. Love Boss. Boss and uh, Randy. Randy, yeah, Randy Couture. Couture. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome too. Two legends. Guys. But they got an experience. They know the right. fighters when yeah. they see them. Yeah. The exciting ones, the ones that are going to bring the fans to the stadiums and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful stuff right there. It's great fighting. Fellas. Now, now, interesting, you're showing the highlights from last year. Uh, we should note that we only invited back 36 of the 72 fighters, 50%. We upgraded 50% of the roster back to that supply and demand of fighters. You know, there's about 200 free agents every year around the world. Wow. And we had a big demand to get into the PFL this year. Ray did a selection show, which we ran on ESPN. Dope. Um, and it was very cool. It's an hour show and, um, you know, review tape. You know, upgraded the roster and all those divisions. That's awesome. Um, so, Ooh. how do you guys do it? As I got. Oh. Oh, hey, we got no to- defense in there. There's no. That's just like rock 'em sock 'em robots. So, Mike, we got to tell you something about Sean O'Connell. Yes. See this guy in the top. Yeah. So he, he has awesome tattoos. Yeah, he awesome. Crazy. Well, here's what's even crazier. Goals and shit. So he was an underdog in all four of his fights last yeah. year. And, and he ended up winning the million dollars wow. and retiring in the middle of the ring. And this year he's our color commentator oh, on ESPN. Oh, I was getting ready awesome. to say he needs to get in shape a little, though. You yeah. know, he got to get in better shape. Yeah, but, you know, he came out. And, oh. and we did a special oh. on Sean also on ESPN, which you should watch, called Ooh. Through the Eyes of Champions. Yeah. And Sean said, Mike, when he looked at his opponent across the ring, he goes, he's bigger than me. 
He's smarter than me. He's faster than me. Wow. And he's black belted everything. And you know what I thought? I've got this guy. And he did. And he won that, that million dollars. Oh, that's Fucking beautiful. Shit. The million dollars, nigga. Shit. Oh, God. Oh, poor shit. Bastard. Oh, that's... Isn't that weird? So, Ray, isn't, uh, isn't Tiller the guy whose mom comes to every fight? Yeah, he's, his, nickname, his fighting name is Mama's Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his mom is his biggest supporter. She's, a, she's like around the cage just jumping up and down yelling. When you look at all of the greatest generals in history and stuff, like Napoleon, Alexander the Great, um, Charlemagne, they're all Mama's right, Boys. Right, right. Interesting. She sees the two, they're all Mama's isn't Boys. Isn't yeah. Scared of their mother and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, so. I was very afraid of my mother. Huh? <laughs> I said I was a ve- yeah, very afraid of my yeah, mother. That's strange. That some boy, those my are mom the used to ones. beat my ass yeah, very afraid with of a wiffle mothers. ball bat. Yeah, because I was bigger than her at about eight. My mom's five two. <laughs> All right, let's look at this one. This is a good one. Oh, let's see this. Jumping knee. Oh, man. Come on, man. You guys got to get this. This is too easy, man. You guys got to get some more fighters in there. We got to get these guys to compete with these. Oh, God. You never took a flying knee, did you? Never in my life. Wouldn't want to. Boy, those look bad. (laughs) It does look not good. Yeah, that's fucking not good. We had had a flying knee in in, uh, two weeks ago that was number one highlight at SportsCenter. First time SportsCenter had a number one highlight from MMA. And That's that, right. Uh, PFL. Huh? PFL was a flying knee, ten oh. seconds into a fight, and it was uh, brutal. Yeah. You guys, okay? That's the first thing you see when yeah, a flying knee good. is. You go, "Wow, that's a great, that's a great knockout," and I hope he's okay. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper again. again. Come on, let's see, protect daddy. That's him fighting a Hawaiian guy, right? Yep, that's Ray Cooper the third. Well, that's Cooper the Hawaiian guy, right? Yep. yep. He's Pablo. a strong guy. Mm. He's really strong and yeah. cocky. Pavel Kush from Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. And also young. Ray's only 25, 26, <laughs> which is very young in MMA. It's a child. <laughs> oh, Ferocious. God. Yeah, vicious. Consistent. Consistent. Constant. It's almost like a little MMA Mike Tyson there. Yeah, that's how you got to be. Yeah, Ferocious. For sure. Perpetual. It's good stuff, guys. So, Mike, as you look at this MMA... You think if you were coming up now as a 12, 13 year old, that you'd box or you might you experiment it with this MMA? depends on how much money I was getting. You know, whoever was making the most money. But, but assume that they were even money. Assume it was definitely, equal money. Definitely, definitely. I don't know. It would be difficult. It would be different. I just don't know. Don't know? That's weird. You know? Well, because, you know, yeah, MMA was. Different time, different era. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a different yeah. era. Yeah. Right. I, I just wonder if any part of this MMA appealed to you as a, oh, as a listen, fighter and athlete. Listen, when I first saw it, I couldn't believe it. Hmm. When I first saw it happen, I said, whoa, I call you, man, did you see that fucking shit? I said, and then we started watching it all the time. We never stopped. When Dan Severance and those guys were right. there, yeah. Kim Shamrock, I said, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I had to just keep watching this stuff. There's no way you're not going to watch oh, this Look stuff. at that flying So what's shocking Probably about this Probably broke one, his fucking leg when he went oh. down. So that's Alex Nicholson, who's back this year. What's, what's, you know, he's a heavyweight. So to do a flying knee at 265, look at him, look at, look like at a monster, boom. Uh, it's a big, strong. I mean, it's one thing to be a lightweight. It's another thing to execute that thing at 265. It's brutal. I mean, it's just incredible what the human body can do. It's unbelievable. And what it can en- endure. endure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I love this. So this oh, is Nicholson again. This is, yeah. oh. So watch this, though. Uh-oh. 
Keep watching. You'll be surprised. He's aggressive. Too aggressive. Watch. Oh, there it is. Coming in. He didn't have a good defense. That's right. So he was. You got to always be careful when you got somebody hurt. That's when they're most dangerous. Exactly. So see that cut? Yeah. He had about 20 stitches. Boom. On the jaw. Right on the jaw. He didn't see it coming either. So Ray and I were both sitting there. That fight was about 10 seconds from being called Uh because of those 20 stitches over the eye. Uh And he got too aggressive. And look at this. Doesn't see it coming. Wow. Uh, to me, I don't know about you, Ray. That was the most shocking fight I saw all last year. Well, he, it just was out of nowhere. But the no thing what? is, you know, at heavy, with heavyweights, anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> and know why else? Because it was so this is resounding. The punch was so resounding. It, yeah. You didn't anticipate it. It was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Boom! Yeah. 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 And that was the point. Like, what the fuck happened? It's yeah. almost like magic. Oh, yeah. look at this. There's a great story behind this. This is a championship. First fight of our championship. Oh, shit. So this was the most money made in combat sports last year per wow. second. So see that? That's Lewis Taylor. Oh, gave you a, take that back to your corner. So that's 30 seconds into the fight, Mike, and he earned a million dollars for that. Wow. Now, obviously, you can out-earn him in your prime, but in MMA, that's big money. So, yeah. so Lewis Taylor is 39 years old, and he was an underdog in that fight, mm-hmm. and he comes out, and what I loved is – and we probably can't pull it up there, what he said after the fight. So he brought up his wife and his two kids, Mike. And in front of the whole crowd, he goes, I don't need no fancy car. And honey, the house is paid off. Here he is. And baby, I got enough money for both of you to go to college. And that's what I'm doing with a million dollars. That's beautiful. And that's what the PFL is about. It's the American dream. I'm an entrepreneur building the PFL. This is about providing fighters an opportunity. What they do is up to them. It's not up to Ray. It's not up to me. If they win, they advance. And if they advance, they get a million dollars, and that changes their life. And the PFL is like Ooh, that's it, nice. it's just about opportunity. And that's what we love building this thing. And we love building as a company, and we love help building the sport. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. I was up here with Ray. Um, you know, I was here with LL Cool J yesterday, right? And know what he said something to me that I lost concept sometimes because I get so competitive I want to win and and he said some people just want a a regular life some people are just very simple people you know being a fighter you become you get caught up with so much grandeur and stuff and you want the excitement and all that stuff and then there's some people like you're saying some people are just ordinary people don't want nothing and and, and sometimes I can't I I have no concept for that all my life I would talk about the world is yours Mm. you know what I mean I look at the planet now when I look at the picture of the planet and I say to my life God how much of that do you want to chip out for yourself Mm. how much time do you have to do it you know, in a situation like this, you can say that in this situation. How much of the world would we want to chisel out? Mm-hmm. Can this organization chisel out part of the world for us? And I look at my life in that perspective. What are we going to do? Is um, our cannabis company, our Tyson Ranch, is it going to chip out a part of the world for us? Mm-hmm. And I always look at it in positive perspective. Yes, it is, because I see the greatness in it. Yeah. I know. That was really interesting to hear him talk about that as well. Because I'm like that too, Mike. I'm thinking, how many people's lives am I going to change? How many people am I going to impact for the better? What can I do with my time here? Exactly. I'm always dreaming for, you know, stratospheric success and, you know, um, paradigm-shifting impact. You know, but to think, you know, a lot of people, they just want to be able to take care of their kids, send their kids to college, you know, put food on the table. Not stress about bills and taxes and all the fucking shit that we have to deal with. 
this it's is a good I, reminder. Yes. You know? I believe our situation, like us being able to um, comprehend the reality that we have to deal with our immortality one day. Yeah. You know, it must frighten people because I get at a certain age, you get 50 and you say, well, um, it's almost over. When you look at it in the perspective that I was born and now I'm 50 and, whoa, I'm not, is it possible I won't be another? This is almost over. What do I do now? In a minute, there's nothing I can do. It can't stop it. Oh, shit, it's continuing to go as I speak, as I breathe. The seconds are moving. What do I do? It's going to come. Yeah, but that reminds me of what we were talking about before the show. You know, the, the, the tagline of the PFL is, what do you fight for? And to be alive is to fight for something. Exactly. Whether you're 54, I'm 57, right? 35. We're all 35. We're all different ages. 35. And look, I'm and, fucking 31. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, 31, 31. But look. You're either fighting for for money, for ego, for fame, for house, uh, for love. We're all fighting for something different. And that could change as you get older. Exactly. What you're fighting for now is different (laughs) from when you were 19. There's no doubt about it. But if if you're not fighting for something, you're not alive anymore. No. And it just changes over time. I love that. I love that, guys. Exactly. Right now I'm fighting for to be the best I could possibly be in life as a human being. Right. You know what I mean? Even in whatever differences I have or I did have with people, that's a wrap, man. It's almost over. Let's see what we could build in this world, what we could leave behind. Your word build is interesting also. A lot of people aren't builders. They're yeah. managers. Or right. they just want to take care of what's there. Yes. Yeah. Right, right? You know, like they go work at, like, you know, IBM. You yeah. Because it's there, right? Nine to five. Yeah, yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know and, and other people are builders, want to do something new. Hadn't been there before, you know, and, and to me, that's also, you it's know, the fun. You know, so look, look, look what you're doing. This is your third or fourth or fifth career. Absolutely. Right? You're building. You're building, right? You know, this is, you know, my sixth or seventh career. PFL didn't exist two years ago, right? Everybody said the UFC is the NFL. Why even do this? You know, it's not unassailable like the NFL. We think there's a better way for fans and fighters. So well, we're trying to do it, you know? Yeah. But that's because we're builders. We're just crazy enough. Right? To think there's a better way. Mm-hmm. And if you're a builder, if you're a disruptor, you got to sit there and say, you know what? I want to do something a little different. I don't like things the way they are. Yeah. And, and to me, you know, that's, 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 you know, that's a different approach to the world. How's Brock Lesnar's contract? How's that looking? Is he, is he See, okay? come to the PFL? I have no idea. <laughs> That's what you need to have. That's what you need to have. Brock? Listen, listen, this is how it works, all right? This is how, listen, I'm probably talking too much, but this is how the game plays. The game is known in this. When we have competitive organizations, you know, you have to have people on the streets knowing what's going on in the business. It's word of mouth. It's the easiest thing in the world to find out if we're all in right, the same right. cahoots and stuff. You know I, what I mean? I think the best part of the show is all this work that Mike's going to do for the PFL post the show. Right. That is just the best part about no. being here. It's just, um, you guys are young in this. You guys really, you know, this is how stuff is made. You know what I mean? Everybody's not happy. It's where they're at. And we have to get some, what's the word that? Your mic um, is a fresh. All right. Thank you. The word that we have to, um, we have to fulfill our lives. That's the word I'm looking for. We have to fulfill our lives. You know, people are dis- dis- um, disgruntled um, workers in other league. They need to have their life fulfilled. You need to have your life together. We can fulfill each other's life. And that's how the world has worked. That's how it always worked. That's how it worked with Vanderbilt. That's how it worked with Rockefeller. That's how it worked with Carnegie. That's how, you know, they we all worked together but still worked apart. 
They were enemies. Rockefeller and Ca- Carnegie, they, they despised one another. Uh, I believe it was the guy Pat Gass. Glass was his name. I think eventually he committed suicide over some incident that he believed was caused by Mr. Rockefeller. And um, mm. they always were enemies. That's what I learned on The Men That Built America. Mm. That's a good show. <laughs> oh, I love that show. That inspires me so much. <laughs> yeah. You know that Rockefeller had to get a loan from, he had to get the, he had to get the, um, the, the train. He had to use yeah. put the oil. Had, he had to put the oil, and he had he didn't have enough oil for um, Mr. Vanderbilt. But he told me he did, and he went to church and prayed and prayed and prayed, and he hit a fucking guy, the poof, and Whoa. then he had enough. But he didn't have enough product, enough oil at first to put on his trains. It's crazy. Loved yeah. his way through it. It's yeah. amazing. So hey, so you so you've been around fighting thirty years. So what's your advice for us? We're trying to be a fighter first league. We treat them better in several ways. You know, they have a guaranteed number of fights, little opportunity to make more money, their own control. But from your perspective, because you've got real history, right? You've been in around everything. Yeah. How do we approach and treat fighters in a way that really makes it a fighter first league? How would you well, think about that? Listen, this is what I must tell you about fighters. A fighter has to be, um, fighter has to be pushed. He had to, you know, he had to put you had to put fire behind him and fucking burn his ass for the best to come out of him. You can't be you can't be fucking treat him like a baby. You can't pamper him. That was a good fight. Oh, I love no nigga. You gotta work. You gotta pull your own weight. But from pugilist perspective, excuse me. And that's how you get paid. You win, you get paid. The more you win, the more money you fucking get. And that's just how it goes in life. Yep. If you lose. You may not get as much money, but it depends how you lose. If you lose in a sensational fight, you may get the same amount of money or even more because more people make fucking calm. You know, that's just how it is. Right. You know, you don't take a bunch of guys and start sucking their dicks and say, huh, take some money if you want to lose. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> yeah. They need to be on your knees begging, give me a fight. Oh. I'll fight anybody. I'll fight for nothing. That's an interesting me, thing. Yeah. Let the world see me. I'll fight for nothing. I'll fight anybody. From a fighter, you know, that's what I've seen. That's from my experience. <clears throat> you want to fight? That's what you want to do? Let me see it. Get him prepared. Don't just throw him in there. And he's not, get him prepared. That's what you want to do. Let me see you. Let me see how beautiful you are. Let me see how much you love yourself. Mm. Let me see how much guts you have. Matter of fact, show the world. Mm. I'm putting the camera on you. Mm. So the NBA has always been talked about as a place that players really love the league, whereas the NFL, yeah. a place where the players are said they don't love the league. We want to be more like the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, can I ask you, what how are do you your, square that with what you're saying? Do you what, what are I'm your saying? policies on something like cannabis and CBD and guys being able to use that as an alternative to That kills, should be legal. You know? legal. That should be legal in the league. So I, when I think about a player-friendly league, because I played in the NFL, and it's very much us versus them. Right. You know, and that sucks. And so to me, when you talk about a player-friendly league, it's really interesting to hear Mike's perspective on that. Yes. You know, and I think that is true for any combat sport athletes. You know, very you need to be, you know, you need to be, have your ass in the fire to some extent. Now, I think when I think about a player-friendly league, I start to think about, like you're saying, the NBA. And then you right. start talking about drug policies, 
You start talking about all of that sort of ancillary things that affect a player or a fighter's day-to-day experience of being in business in a sport, you know. And I think that – so what are your guys' takes on those things? Because, you know, the boxing and MMA are still governed by, you know, the state commissions, you know, and, and, those, and those rules. Yeah. You know, just like – all right, so I would do like this. If I'm fighting in a weed-friendly state, your guys, your guys don't have to be tested for weed, but you're going to be tested for steroids and all that other shit. You know, you're going to get the blood test and all that other shit. <coughs> weed, you're going to smoke all the weed you want if it's a weed-friendly state. Yeah. And I listen, and fighters know they're not going to get too high when they're fighting. They're yeah. Getting, it may not get high the day of the fight, may get high yesterday, the day before the fight, and that's what today I'm not going to be high. Yeah. Not, most fighters don't get high, if any yeah. get high the day of the fight or the competition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of good things happening. You know, WADA removed CBD, so CBD is mm-hmm. allowed. The UFC's policy is really interesting to me we had jeff Novitsky in here who's their head of player or fighter health and well-being or performance and he oversees all of that and you know he sees the the insanity of the cannabis rules you know i mean guys taking punches to the head you know you're sustaining this these traumatic brain injuries our federal government has done research and shown has a patent on cannabinoids yes. as neuroprotectants and antioxidants. So they have seen and proven in scientific studies that cannabinoids, the chemical compounds found in this plant, actually help protect and heal the brain from traumatic brain injuries. You know, so it's obvious to me that this is something that fighters and pro football players football players should be allowed to consume to aid their recovery. The UFC, it just seems like guys can smoke and then they can't for a certain period of time before a fight. You know, I don't know what your guys. Well, I, well, I think whether it's the NFL, the NBA, MMA, soccer, any sport, when you look at all changes, they always start with the athletes because mm. there is no sport without the athletes. I agree 100%. Right? So, um, you know, whether it was free agency in baseball, right? How yeah. did it start? With the athletes, right? The league never says, let me tell you what I think is a good idea. Free agency, right? You know, when you rewind the clock of all major changes, it always starts with player advocacy, then player leadership. Mm. So I believe that what you're talking about, that's the path where it will come from also, whether Mm. it's, you know, from sport X or sport Y. Mm. I think the greatest – I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was just gonna. <laughs> I was gonna ask these guys if there's anything that you know people should know about or uh, about the PFL happening right now. Uh, what do you guys have going on? What's the What's the summer look like? Yeah, I'll start, and then I'd like Ray to comment. Um, a PFL season is ten events, six regular season events. You know, each event's about ten, twelve fights, and three playoff events in October. <laughs> and then the championship is always New Year's Eve, seven p.m. to eleven, live. So it gives you something to do. You know, nice. New Year's Eve on TV, <clears throat> right? And so we just finished the first half of the regular season, so all fighters have fought one time. We'll start back in July with the second half of the regular season where all fighters will be able to fight a second time. Mm. Um, so once again, ESPN2 live in the United States, 140 countries around the world on local TV, you know, each of those countries. But I would encourage people to follow PFL on Instagram, follow PFL on Facebook, follow PFL on Twitter, and say, what fighter do I love? What stories do I love? What are they fighting for? 
and, and whether— Who would you like to see him fight? Yeah, and, you know, what, what, what can you really become part of? Because this is, this is a place where you can really come to follow their stories and engage in their journeys, which you can't when it's just a one-off event. Mm. So we all love, a, a, you know, a Mayweather, McGregor, or a Khabib fight. Those mega fights right. are like watching Mike Tyson is dead. Yeah. We all watch those. But the PFL allows you to have that context and narrative of the stories because it is a season. And so I would encourage people to kind of, now that we're just halfway done with the regular season, tune in and say, who is going to become a real-world Rocky? These guys fight between you know, $10,000, $25,000 a fight. Six of them are going to become a world champion this year, and they're each going to earn a million dollars. That is a real-world Rocky story. And if you like that movie, it actually plays out in real world. That would be pretty awesome. I dig the format. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I dig that. And, and Ray, why don't you just give them like the two or three fights or Ray, th- I mean, that you're really looking forward to because you actually – you've recruited all these guys um, from scratch and nobody knows talent like you. Not to mention you look like you could whip some ass. He could, <laughs> he could probably beat all of them, right, still. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, we, we just had um, – last Thursday, we just had the heavyweights and the light heavyweights go. That part of the, the, the season I was looking forward most to because – the heavyweights and and the light heavyweights yeah. and um, I think I, I kind of yeah exactly I think I jinxed myself because I said that we were going to have probably about eight or ten finishes and we had five so which wasn't bad um, that being said you know the, the PFL four um, <clears throat> July eleventh is the women's fifty five division lightweight division and the men's welterweight division. And again, you know, Ray Cooper, which we saw t- uh, up there, he's going to be fighting on their card. Um, there's a few other guys, you know, from all over the world, from Russia, from Brazil, that came out. And, um, and Mavlid, who actually, you know, the world saw through SportsCenter um, the flying knee that he was able to f- uh, finish his opponent with. And so, you know, we, we've got a lot of good young talent that, um, that we saw there. And so... For me, it's because it's the season. I, I look forward to every fight, and so uh, just to see who comes through, um, how they attack the second fight, and so on. And so uh, it's exciting. Uh, round two is uh, starts July 11th. So I would, I, I would I would just uh, leave you with two thoughts. I, I think these champions were eager for the Mike Tyson challenge. So we'll put up a million dollars in each weight class for these champions awesome. against UFC yeah. and uh, Bellator. <laughs> so all you got to do is, is get Coker and, and Dana White. Uh, just let me know. But then the second thought is – Call them out. We're right here, man. We're right here. Call right them out. No, I'm going to let Mike do this. Mike. Oh, man, come on. I, you got come on. Do this, Dana, that keep talking to you. Right. Scott, go. listen to this shit, man. All right. Come on. Do have Let's some balls, go. man. Go at this shit, man. Scott Coker, Dana White, on behalf of Mike Tyson – <laughs> we're, we're glad to put up a million dollars for each of the PFL champions this year against your best fighters in those weight classes for a 2020 pay-per-view event, PFL, Bellator, UFC. Mike yes. will be there. That sounds nice. Mike's cage side. there. Yeah. All right, now, You'll introduce him. Yeah, right? hit, hit okay. fucking Cock and Steve, I mean, fucking um, Scott. Yeah, Scott Coker's in on that. Yeah, He's in on that. Um, the other thing I'd like to think everybody should watch is Kayla Harrison. Kayla Harrison. But tell me this. Do you think the other – The other guys do, are going to do it? Do you think they take you serious? Have you yeah, they're, well, they know. Look, they know we're serious, but they're, but they're not going to do that. Why not? Why don't you think – Well, their guys – They don't want their guys What if their guys are going to lose, Mike? Well, Mike, what – What if their guys lose? If you look at boxing, for example. Yes. 
Uh, how long did it take for WBC, MB, uh, WBA, IBA, yeah. IBF yeah. to even, you know, um, unify the titles? Took years. I think years. Exactly. Yeah. No, why? Because like years and years. Everybody wow. had their own little island, and right. everybody's right. making money. Right. And now once your star lose, now you got to start from scratch again. But right. you still got the money, but you could build another star. But once your star lose, if he doesn't lose so dramatically, we could fight again. If they're interesting fights, competitive fights, we can right. keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. That's right. Until they get married. That's right. <laughs> And look, we look, we deeply. You know, they fight so much they become good friends. That's what happened with fight. They have so many fights they become yeah, friends. Yeah. Look, and look, yeah. UFC has the best fighters in the world. We don't pretend to have the best fighters in the world. What we're saying is, our fighters are damn good, and some of them can beat their fighters. That's what we're saying. Really? And what? Look, here's the analogy I would do. Julius Irving wasn't playing in the NBA. He didn't have a place to play basketball in the '60s, and neither did a lot of great basketball players. There weren't enough teams, and the ABA was formed. Yeah. There are not enough places in the UFC and not enough cards for great fighters to fight. The UFC is a great organization, and they have great fighters. There's just not enough outlets right now for the great fighters, and that's why the PFL exists. Dana, if you're hearing this stuff, Scott, you have to hear this Let's shit. Let's fucking says, go. He says your his fighters can fuck your fighters up. <laughs> Don't be scared. Saying. <laughs> no, I don't think they're scared. This is the this is the first um, open invitation you're giving them. Uh, no, yeah, reproach oh, Mont. Okay. This is the first one. Uh, yes, reproach Mont. Oh, yeah, yeah, reproach out of respect. Mont. Out of respect. Out of reproach Mont. That's a French word. Yes. Or something? I don't know. Reproach Mont. Reproach Mont. Reproach Mont. I'll tell you a real challenge, Mike. Here's yeah. a, here's a real challenge right. that is everybody would love to see. Yeah. Kayla Harrison is a PFL fighter. Yes. 155 pound. Yes. Two-time judo gold medal winner. Yes. Ronda Rousey, you've heard of? Yes. Won bronze once. Uh-huh. Okay, that's how good Kayla Harrison's right. good to be. Wow. Other than Chris Cyborg or Amanda Nunes? Then she should fight Chris Cyborg. Chris Cyborg was here. Correct. Chris Cyborg's looking for a that's fight. That's the fight. If you want to say what's the fight that would be interesting to everyone in the world, well, Chris okay. and Kayla. Chris and Kayla. That's well, the listen, fight. boxing, sometimes, you know what happened in boxing sometimes? Sometimes the guys got two different guys. They said, let's make the fight, and we have to deal with it in court. <laughs> they may hold up the money and everything. Let's just have the fight, and we deal with it in court. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, that's a fight. Now, look, Chris has got 25 <laughs> fights on her in terms of experience. Kayla's quite new. But Kayla's bigger and stronger. Hey, that's hey, time, time. Then that's not fit. It has to be the same way. Wow, that that's that's a that's a early twenty twenty fight. That's a yeah, that's but they got to be the same weight though. They got to be the same no, weight. They can't remember, be bigger. Nobody can be bigger, right? As, as Ray, no, as Ray will tell you, look, weight. Chris has fought at one forty five, but she's always said she's glad to move to one fifty five. She's always said that. Okay, well, we got to get her back in here. Yeah, we had Chris. We got to get her yeah, back in here. All right, Chris. but you just got me riffing on potential UFC, PFL, interesting fights for fans. We're we're just yeah. thinking about the MMA. Yeah, fans. it's great. Man. Keep on going. It's good stuff. That's it. Deep got? respect. Got Look, if I else? It, hey, if if the PFL could build a business as great and as and as successful as UFC, we'd love that. Awesome, man. We, Come on, you got to talk more shit, man. Nah. You got to talk about who y'all kicking ass, <laughs> nah, man. We want to hear about kicking fucking ass over here. You know, you talking, well, if it's okay, you think we can get a chance to be in here? Like, no, fuck, you got to be out here. We're going to kill you, motherfucker. I'm, 
I'm, I'm no. out of there. I'm on this side of the <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been a shit talker. There's a reason why Ray's got me sitting next yeah, to you. Yeah, and he's Mike. like this. Directly speaking, I believe the possibility that we can win this <laughs> now, fight. Now Mike's messing with me. <laughs> Mike's promoted a few times. Now, now Mike's got me going. He's got me. He's got me going. Man. Yeah, that's Classic. pretty funny. Mm. That's uh, it. John, you're doing so. You're July 11th. It, that's July my final 11th, word. July 11th. ESPN two Thursday night. Remember, awesome. if it's Thursday, and don't keep, it's MMA out, night. Put out that one million dollar challenge again to keep that flowing because that's going to keep people okay. blood. Will you boiling. put that on your social too? Absolutely. Kayla Harrison, Chris Cyborg, yeah. fucking 2020. Let's go. Right. July 11th. ESPN two. If it's Thursday, it's PFL MMA night on ESPN. Come on, two. come on, come on. Go. Let's just work this shit out. And we're going to get and the Mike Tyson let, one million let, dollar weight class challenge. Exactly. Yeah. Let Chris make a million dollars. Now that we've, now that we've got our work can, done, let's get be watch. happy and yeah. stuff. Nice. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. Thanks appreciate for having you, us. Thank you. Don, Thanks thank for getting you, us in trouble, Mike. Why are you You're in trouble? Man. Why are you in trouble? Why are you oh. scared, man? You can't win. You're scared money. You can't win money, man. You got to tell a motherfucker, fuck you, motherfucker. My I'm bitch gonna, gonna beat that. your bitch ass. I'm gonna work on that. I talk shit, man. Nobody's gonna come up with you some fucking um. You know, you can't do it, man. Right? It's yeah. no fucking way, man. You gotta go all out. You gotta go all out. Mm-mm. That's it. Thanks for having us. Thank you, fucking, you guys. You fucking from the Jewish debating team or nah, something? Man. <laughs> what are you doing? Chill out. You gotta talk Wait, shit, so man. PFL on talk Instagram, shit. Twitter, all your social handles, yep. PFL. Yeah, PFL MMA on Instagram. Thursday nights, ESPN 2. ESPN 2. Check it out, PFL night, fight night. Great having you guys. Thanks, guys. Good luck, guys. Good luck, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Good luck with everything. Lots of positivity and power you guys. All right, everybody. Mike, great app. Hey, this is an awesome episode, man. It was fun. The um, fucking challenges without. This is fucking groovy. I love this podcast. Take us home, baby. Take us home. Hey, brother. Lots of love to you guys. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, all those platforms. Check out our merchandise on hotboxingpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Peace. 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 Mike, is it okay if I did an Instagram thing real quick? Yeah, go for it, dude. Uh, do it, bro. Good shit, nigga. Take a picture.